We're doing this Kentucky Derby thing, it turns out. We'll talk about the rules, what to expect, and more on the next Access Louisville. It's coming up. Thanks for joining us. My name is David Mann, and joining me today is Brooke Timmons. Howdy. And Marty Finley. How's it going? Access Louisville is a weekly podcast from Louisville Business First. Each week, we bring you the latest news and the sharpest opinions on the city we love, Louisville, Kentucky. But before we do that, I'm going to start this show the way I always do, with a difficult question for our panel. So guys, on LouisvilleBusinessFirst.com this week, we had a story posted about Texas Roadhouse being the most popular fast casual restaurant during the pandemic, which I thought was very interesting. I like Texas Roadhouse pretty good. Mm -hmm. Uh, So what's been your go-to pandemic restaurant? And I'm going to start and like, I fit, I have no shame in this at all. Uh, I think me and my wife order uh, BW3s like at least at least once every couple of weeks, probably more often than that, uh, just because it's down the road. It always arrives hot, and uh, and we know their delivery is just, it's always going to be, it always works pretty well. But um, how about you guys? Uh, uh, Marty, I'll start with you on this. Uh, I've been to a lot of different restaurants. Um, there's not, not too many I've been to multiple times during the pandemic. I guess the two that stand out, the most would be Parlor there in Jeffersonville. I've been there two or three times. Use mm-hmm. their uh, pizza joint, contactless. Right? Yeah, yeah. The down near the bridge, the walking bridge, and I've used their um, contactless delivery option a few times, which we've talked about that before. I'm a big fan of that. Mm-hmm. And then I've also uh, been to Biscuit Belly a few times. That's one of my favorite places in in town. And uh, we've had to go actually drive there and and, and get curbside or, oh, or good for you. I out. guess but, you go to the one in yeah. Nulu or one in Nulu, yeah. Yeah. So I've done I've done curbside and carry out at Biscuit Belly and food's great. Um, you know, it's one, like I said, it's one of my favorite places, one of my wife's favorite places. So that's probably the two, especially local restaurants that really stand out for me. Yeah, yeah. I got some local ones on there too, but um uh, but that's man, we hit that chain every every week or two. But uh Brooke, how about you? So I think I, I have a couple. Um I've actually been trying to like cook a lot at home, like just you know, just you go to the grocery store, you buy the food and, you know, pre-pandemic, you were like not always making it through all that food. So I'm trying to like be good about that. Mm-hmm. But um, my go-to has been Tzatziki's in St. Matthew's. Um, I can order that on Postmates and it can be at my house in 20 minutes. And I get like this like big giant Mediterranean salad and a piece mm-hmm. of salmon and it can last for a couple meals for me. Mm-hmm. And uh, they also have this whipped feta with um pita bread that is just like incredible like if you haven't tried it like life change game changer right okay um really good but then i I also like you gotta try you gotta try the whip feta i put it on my list my friend i went to dinner like you know like last year like way before pandemic like when when people went to restaurants with friends and she was like hey do you want to and when people shared food uh, she was like do you want (laughs) to try some uh you want to share the whipped feta and i was like i mean i'm a big hummus girl but like 
and whipped feta sounded weird. Like, I don't know. Like it just sounded like a weird thing. Mm -hmm. And I was like, sure, let's try it. Let's go for it. And I was like, this is heavenly. And she was like, I know, like, (laughs) you're welcome. Nice, nice. Um, So go to, go to tzatziki's uh, and try the whipped feta. But I also have been, uh, getting some four pegs recently um yeah. four pegs in german tech in germantown is fantastic and i they have this like roasted turkey sandwich that is just like phenomenal like fantastic so uh yeah those are my two my go-to yeah. tzatziki's and four pegs good 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 spots there also guys- none of this is sponsored <laughs> <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> Um, do you guys remember the last place you went before like the pandemic shutdown? That was totally yes. not on the script, but <laughs> what, yes. what was it? Uh, so right before everything shut down, I went out with some friends and picked up Royals in J town and mm-hmm. went over to our, the third turn. And this was like, this was like the Friday before the Sunday, you know, where everybody just like went in their houses and locked the doors and closed the blinds. So yeah, <laughs> yeah like that was, we went, went to, to a third concert turn and, like that week, right? I did. I went to a show at Paris Town Hall too. So like I lived it up that <laughs> yeah, last you, week. You had like, like a good last, last week of freedom. I did. Right? Gosh, who was that? Um, Gosh, it was a really good even... guy too. Irish singer. Anyway. Yeah. Um, uh, I lived it up that week, man. I went <laughs> yeah. out with a bang uh marty how about you do you remember that one i, I know it wasn't on the script so you, you probably yeah, like, march feels like 30 years ago at this point um <laughs> but um i think it was joella's we had uh we went there to frankfurt avenue with the kids and uh probably maybe a few days that were possibly the weekend before things yeah. really started shutting down uh, we hadn't been there in a while so we were like hey let's set that up obviously we didn't know a pandemic was coming <laughs> um, and I think that's one of the, if not the last place, one of the last places we went to. It was packed out that day, too. It was a Saturday, so they were really yeah. busy. But, um, yeah, that's probably the, the last one I remember, anyway, of being in yeah. person. I think, I think I went to Mojitos in Havana, like, right before the... Oh, I also went to a wedding that weekend, too. <laughs> I'm just oh, like, yeah, yeah, you did. I remember <laughs> you having this conversation. <laughs> I want, yeah, we should go back and listen to the uh, podcast like from right around then and just like, we should. See I, what I think we, we were talking about. about like, it it's always here. about food. We always talk about food on this show. I think but. I asked you guys, <laughs> should I go out with my friends and should I go to this wedding? I think I remember you. <laughs> yeah, I think you did. You mentioned it. And I think we had a big podcast where everybody was on it and we were like doing it on Teams and it sounded like shit. That's why we don't do that anymore. But, uh, <laughs> But uh, but it uh, it did uh, uh, it made for a fun podcast if, if you could understand what we were saying. So. Yeah, yeah, you could understand what we were yep. saying. All right, let's see here. Uh, switching gears, here's another thing. We, we always talk about food on this show. We always talk about Derby lately because um, the Kentucky Derby is going to run with fans, like I mentioned at the top of the show. Um, we were kind of speculating. Marty was on last week, so was Shay, our editor, and we were kind of speculating that they would uh, they would pull back, they would walk this plan back, uh, and not have fans in the stands for Derby. They would run it without fans, but that's not the case. Uh, it looks like we got the news this week that they are going to have fans. So, Marty, how many uh, did they say? 
they said that they're going to limit it to less than uh, 23,000 fans, uh, which is less than 14% of their uh, attendance record, which was set in 2015 uh, with over 170,000. I think mm-hmm. that was the year American Pharaoh won and won, then went on to win the Triple Crown. Yeah. Uh, so that was a big year. That was also, I think, I think it was first, the last year one of my first rain. derbies. <laughs> yeah, it was one of my first derbies, too, because oh, remember it? just being, it, it's also the biggest one. So It was one, um, of my, one of my first, too, maybe my second. But, um, but yeah, so, uh, you know, if you're wondering kind of how that compares, back a few months ago, they had come out and said, you know, we're going to, you know, open all general mission. We're going to relegate it to the infield. But they were saying then they were going to have up to 24,000 people just in the infield. Now they're taking out all the general missions, so no infield, no paddock, none of those areas where you see big crowds outside, and they're going to really just kind of keep it at the reserve seating level. So, um, which some of that's indoors, some of it's out. So, um, but the plan is to then space out the reserve seaters. So, like you know, there'll be some shifting of seats around. If, mm-hmm. if you're assigned a seat that's closed, then you'll be seated as close as possible to that seat, but you may not get the seat that's on your ticket. Um, mm-hmm. So, yeah, so that's, um, it's that's much smaller than, than even what they were saying a few months ago. But, of course, it's still 23,000 people at a time when MLB and NBA and a lot of other sports are not having any fans 2,500, so, I think, is the biggest yeah. comparison. Yeah. Because they're yeah. right up the road in Indianapolis. Um, and, um, I mean, I'm thinking of the space of Churchill Downs. and. 23 sounds like a lot. But then again, Churchill Downs is this huge place. But yep. then again, you know, I mean, it, gets, it, it becomes much smaller, though, when you re, when you take out the infield and the paddock, when you yeah, shut those down completely. Yeah. So, so we're talking uh, about it is people 100, in seats. Yeah. And, and I'm thinking, I, I mean, I don't know. I, I, I still don't think it's a good idea. Uh, it doesn't matter what I think because the governor thinks it's a good idea. But, uh, <laughs> um, he he signed off on the plan and uh, and says it can be done right, um, but uh, I guess we'll see. I, I'm worried that people disregard the rules, but Marty, I guess they have uh, rules for uh, uh, wearing yeah, mask and and that sort of yeah, thing, right? Yeah, they've they've got a series of rules. You can read those uh, online. We uh, we have those linked, but uh, and their safety plans actually on the Churchill Downs racetrack website if you want to read it there the full safety mm-hmm. plan but um you know before they were just talking about strongly encouraging masks now they're going to mandate them uh, just mm-hmm. like the mask mandate in the state uh they're taking out guest shuttles from off-site parking facilities so they you won't see that which is really common of course on most derby days is all those shuttles oh, coming yeah, in and out for sure so, so is our people just gonna out. park at the track or yeah i guess in and around the track but it says off yeah. off parking which i would think would be off-site parking would be most of the shuttles uh, mm-hmm. since they come from, you know, KEC and other parts of town. But, um, you know, they're also going, like I said, they're going to social distance and they're going to have a, they're basically going to give you one warning. So if you don't wear a mask, you don't social distance, they'll warn you once. If you continue to uh, not comply, they will eject you from the facility. So uh, we've also seen that with Louisville City FC. Uh, they've been hosting games. They've hosted several games at uh, the New Lynn Family Stadium already, and uh, they have pretty much a zero tolerance policy for you know if you don't wear masks, you don't social distance. They they toss you out of the building. So uh, mm-hmm. it's supposed to be structured similar to that. I think that's part of the reason the governor signed off is because they've said you know we'll be rigorous in our 
enforcement. But like I said, 23,000 people is still a lot of people. Um, I don't know what kind of the level of security they'll have there to keep keep on top of that. But um, it's going to be interesting to see how it plays out. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, let's see here. And, uh, and I, I, I want to go to Karstangen. Uh, he wrote a letter to, to Louisville, right? And kind of, mm-hmm. um, uh, explained his rationale there. What, what did he say in that? Uh, Karstangen, yeah, so by had, the way, is the CEO of Churchill Downs. Sorry, Churchill Downs, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. He, um, he issued a letter that was ran in our publication, the CJ and other places, uh, just sort of a letter to the community explaining their decision there. He outlines, of course, he goes back over the safety plans, bullet mm-hmm. points, those in there just to sort of reinforce them. But he also said that, you know, that they've really been wrestling with the decision, both in a lot of the pandemic and the, and the protests locally and nationally with Breonna Taylor and George mm-hmm. Floyd. And uh, they're really pushing this is that they want this to be a, um, you know, a celebration, but not more than that, an inspiration, sort of this unifying thing, because we are, pretty divided right now as a country in a lot of different ways. Um, so they want to, they really want to bring this kind of community unifier together to, um, you know, I think distract people a little bit, but also just give them something positive to look forward to and take part in. Of course, this will be also televised on NBC. So people can watch it safely from their homes. Uh, and yeah. the majority of people will be doing that this year, even more so than usual. So, uh, but that's really the gist of the letter. He talked about this, uh, on the earnings call recently, just a few weeks ago, their second quarter earnings, uh, when they had actually frozen uh, or they paused the sale of general admission tickets. So we knew something was going to change when that happened, um, that they had stopped selling GA general admission tickets. But he kind of mm-hmm. said some of the same things in that call that they want it to be sort of this inspirational thing um, for the for Louisville and, the, and Kentucky, but also the, the country. And, um, you know, we're hearing yeah from yesterday global tourism said you know the sort of the same thing that even if it ran without fans it's sort of this symbolic thing that uh for them especially with tourism being gutted so bad right now you know it keeps louisville on the radar for people nationally if if it's on television it's on nbc front and center you know louisville's still out there in in front of the public eye so they were they were going to be happy to run a run a derby with even without fans but I think they're saying the fans are a bonus for them for mm-hmm. bringing a little bit, a little bit of revenue to town. So, yeah. Um, so what have you guys been hearing about this decision? Uh, I know Twitter had a lot to say about it. Yep. Uh, Joe Twitter Gerth always has a lot to say. Twitter, uh, <laughs> Twitter says a lot. Joe Gerth over at the CJ uh, had an opinion column come out the other day about the Churchill Downs choosing wealth over, you know, well-being. Uh, I think it was his headline. And, uh, you know, so there's, there's some strong feelings on it. I, like I've, I've said, I don't think it's a good idea. That's just my opinion. Like I'm all for running it without fans because, you know, yeah. it's uh, obviously you don't want to break that, that long tradition of holding this race, but, um, but yeah, I just, I don't think it's a good idea. So, so what have you guys heard? Brooke, I'll start with you on this one. So, um, I actually had a, a zoom call with my extended family last night. We do this every other week where we have like a zoom call and like catch up and have a trivia game night, Mm -hmm. um, which is really fun. But we were talking about it on there last night and overwhelming thought was, this is a really bad idea. (laughs) Um, they, um, they were like, you know, 
even with like the distancing, like that's so many people coming into our city that would not, you know, already be here. Right, um, right. That it just kind of like seems a little bit scary. Um, you know, people coming from all over. And we also talked about how these are all people who are a lot of people who are going to come from California and Florida. <laughs> so, exactly. Um, in Texas, you know. Right. Like, so that, like, that was their thoughts um, uh, in our family Zoom call. So, you know. We're, we're, we're a voting body, right? <laughs> yeah. The uh, Zoom call, that's a great idea, by the way. Um, I saw some people saying this sucks for the people, the restaurant workers or whatever, that are going to have to, um, you know, serve uh, people who are in town and, and not following the rules. And, you know, maybe that puts them at risk and they get sick and then their family gets sick and that sort of thing. So. I see that argument, um, but uh, but you know I also can see where tourism, uh, the tourism foundation or bureau is coming from, uh, saying that we need any kind of economic incentive we can. Uh, oh so yeah, I don't know. for it's, sure. It's a, yeah, it's a I, complicated. I see, I see that side thing. of it too. It's a very complicated issue. You know, I also think <laughs> that the idea of testing out a sporting event with people. Um, is something that eventually we need to try, right? I just mm -hmm. don't know if I like that it's happening where I live. Yeah, yeah. Know? Try it somewhere so, else. <laughs> try um, Maine or something. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, so I see, I see all sides of of you know of the opinions. Um, yeah, it's just too. kind of, it, you know, it is. I know it's, a, probably... it's a difficult. I wonder what restaurant people think about it. Um, you know, are they happy? Because I'm sure it's going to bring a business, but at the same time, it's like, well, then they, they have to worry about the safety of the yeah. employees. Right. So. It, it, they're going to be brought business from people from Florida. <laughs> like, yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Do we want their business? All right. Okay. We love, we we love Florida. I have family in Florida, by the way. I do too. I have a, some of the extended family on the Zoom call lives in Florida. So. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I just had some family from Florida travel up here, and I was like, "Hey, guys, from ten feet away, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> good to see you. See you next year. Bye. <laughs> see you next year." <laughs> oh, uh, Marty, do you, I know you you want to be careful, uh, you know, on this, but uh, do you have anything you want to add to that, or you, just uh, want you to know, leave that I'm here. I'm hearing some of the same concerns. I mean, because it, it does extend. It's not just at the track. They're going to be in the, in the community moving around. So, right. you know, it just it's not just limited to what. And really, Churchill Downs can only impact what's at the track. They don't impact these people's movements outside of the track before right. and after. But, so, right. you know, that's, that's going to be a big wild card. And that may be a bigger challenge than the track. The track, they may be able to pull it off relatively safely. And, but the challenge may be the people, you know, just mingling in the community. So that, that'll be mm -hmm. something to, to watch. The other thing that, you know, we're hearing is that, you know, some of the protesters, the Courier Journal had a story on this earlier this week that other protesters are calling for a day canceled outright. Just because it's like, you know, this isn't a time for celebration with all the protests and, and mm -hmm. the pandemic and other issues that we, they, it seems, I guess, to them a little bit frivolous, I guess. Mm -hmm. And uh, so they're calling for cancellation. Uh, that's probably not going to happen, but they're saying, you know, we're going to protest it. We're going to boycott it. So they're talking about having large demonstrations outside of Churchill Downs on the Derby There's Day. Usually, so, like, yeah, the, um, <laughs> I was thinking the same thing. Like, 
they'll, they'll probably protest outside of uh, Churchill Downs, but there's always some protesters outside. Um, yeah, are there really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's always like the church people that are like calling the Westboro Baptist Church comes every yeah. day. Do they really? <laughs> yeah, you've yeah. never been like, oh man, I was. I mean, I've been year. there for the yeah. last like, gosh, we've gone for the last like Forn- ten years. There's always uh, there's always signs about fornication like outside. Uh, yeah, I've been told I was going to hell every time I walk into that thing. So uh. wow, I mean, I guess I just hop off the media bus in my little my little hat bubble. Your little and, bubble. You know, yeah. you little, have to draw. Yeah, it's like you have to. You have to drive by the protesters on the media bus. So, uh, yeah, I guess I'm just there. like I'm just I'm 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 always in this like happy, yeah. glowing mood, like super excited <laughs> about everything that's gonna happen. Cheetah's probably so. there too. Let's be honest; like they're probably animal rights protesters oh, there yeah, too. So, that too. Yeah, there's probably. Um, but uh, the, the protest know, could just be bigger this year. Than it could be bigger, are. and it, and yeah. you know. Uh, it, like they've done sustained protests downtown, so we could see that move to Churchill Downs for the weekend. Of course, yeah. um, uh, Marty, you just wrote a, a cover story on hotels as well, um, and uh, you know, kind of we can talk about both that and Derby. Um, obviously, COVID has been very bad for the travel industry. And what what sense did you get from the hotels? Uh, you know how how bad has it been? The word that uh, Al J. Schneider Company CEO Scott Schoenberger used that stood out to me was devastating. So mm-hmm. uh, it's yeah. been really cataclysmic for a lot of industries, but hospitality and the restaurant industry, which sort of falls in hospitality, has really mm-hmm. just been clobbered by this. They uh, He kind of compared it to falling off a cliff, but then when you land, you land into a trough and you just like kind of sink down into it and who knows when you're going to get out of it so that's a terrific visual. metaphor yeah it's very, very, very visual it's not just falling off the cliff it's landing no, in a trough just, yeah it's, it's a big deep and it's really deep so and um, it's a very deep but but you know what we're seeing there's been some estimates put out nationally that it could take three to five years to get back to 2019 levels yeah. for hotels and i asked that question i think every hotel you're in town i talked to for the cover story is like you feel this is accurate for your business and for the industry? And they all were pretty much, yeah, that's probably pretty accurate. It's going to be 2023, 2024, mm-hmm. maybe even farther out before we, you know, fully recover. 9-11 was pretty rough on hotels as well, just because of the kind of fear of flying with with the, uh, the terrorist attacks. But it wasn't anything like this, and it wasn't as sustained. But, you know, right. we're seeing, we just got some new numbers from a company that looks at hotel uh, occupancy and revenue data. And they sort of mine that data and share it to uh, with with publications. And uh, mm-hmm. you know they had the uh, you know the vacancy rate or the occupancy rate downtown has been you know since starting in April it was like eight percent eight or nine percent on average. And um, as of June, July numbers are not ready yet. But as of June, it was still only up to fourteen percent, almost fifteen. So mm-hmm. you know that's really bad <laughs> you know you're seeing Honestly, numbers of like 70 80 percent in the summertime sometimes yeah. higher so yeah. um it's still it's still a major struggle specifically downtown yeah i i know this is going to be a struggle for for a while but i think there's going to be at least a little bit of a boom with some pent-up demand you know like i, I you know last year i traveled so much and mm-hmm. You know, in January, I was already like, I I feel weird. I haven't been on a plane in a couple of weeks. Like, mm-hmm. yeah. and 
And, you know, I'm really sad I hadn't, I didn't travel anywhere in January or February because, you know, everything shut down in March. But, um, you know, I, my, my group of friends were like, we already were watching, you know, safety restrictions, stuff like that. We're planning a trip to Hawaii, like the moment everyone feels safe leaving. Yeah. Like, we're going to Hawaii. Like, that's a thing. Like, we're, we're, we're looking at deals. Obviously, literally no date is in mind but we're like Mm -hmm. guys be saving socks of money away we're going to Mm -hmm. hawaii so um so there's that so i think there's gonna be some pent-up demand that people are ready to just like get on a plane and go somewhere yeah well not even that it's the drive market too they're seeing a little bit of an uptick there that people are not willing to road trip somewhere that's not too far away um yep as opposed to getting on a plane uh, because they can control it a little bit more if they're on their own car traveling. Yeah. So, um, you know, I talked to 21C, of course they shut down all of their hotels for a few months, furloughed most of their workforce. Now everything's open for them except Chicago and Oklahoma city. I think both of those are opening next reopening next month, but, uh, their, uh, their uh, chief operating officer told me that they're seeing road trippers from as far as 10 hours away coming to their hotels. So, right. wow. Uh, yeah. They're, and they're doing better than some of the bigger hotels. I mean, they only have 90 rooms in Louisville compared to like the Gold House, which has 1,300. So, um, you know, they're seeing better occupancy in their hotels just because they're smaller. And some of their, their guests are saying, hey, we, we feel comfortable staying at 21C, but we wouldn't feel comfortable staying at some massive hotel. So, right. that's yeah. interesting. Um, yeah. That's actually really funny. So, I follow an influencer in, um, and on Instagram that lives in Oklahoma and her family is actually doing a staycation this week sponsored mm-hmm. by a, a local hotel. And they're showing all of the cool things you can do very safely um, while staying at this hotel. And I mean, it's, I think it's an interesting idea. It's a concept. So local hotels, if you're listening, <laughs> maybe find an influencer yeah. to, pay uh, influencer to do that. Yeah. That pay an influencer to show how, how safe it can be in your hotel. Yeah. It would take a lot of convincing. Fit. Yeah. 21C is also doing, they're curating itineraries for all their markets. So you can actually go online and find like, here's the safe things you can do if you're in Kansas City and staying with us. So yeah, that's something they're doing to try to help people out, kind of plan their trip for them if they want that kind of assistance. So yeah. Yeah. Um, I lost my place in that script. Let's see here. (laughs) Hmm. So, Derby, as far as hotels, um, did you get a sense like are they excited that Derby's coming back, or you know, it's, you know, I think are, are I think some of them gonna, you know, plan for I that. Think, the funny thing was as soon as as soon as uh, earlier this year, as soon as Churchill Downs moved the Derby from May to September, every hotel in town was booked. Like. A day later, because we looked and we went and looked and checked, and there were no rooms anywhere uh, as mm. soon as it moved. Of course, that was months ago. Uh, yeah, I do know. I, I just, that was wild. I just, I do know that they're expecting some business. It won't be like anything that w- you would normally see, of course. But there will be some hotels that are booked. I think Omni's fairly booked uh, for that weekend. Or last time I checked, they were. Uh, they're not opening until the twenty eighth, so they're only going to be open about a, a week before Derby happens. Uh, they had some uh, property damage during the protests that have taken mm-hmm. a long time to fix. They still have some uh, windows that were busted that haven't been replaced. So that's part of the reason for mm-hmm. the delay. But um, 
I know they're booked. I think Goldhouse is expecting some traffic. Of course, Goldhouse is huge, so it won't be anywhere near full. Um, yeah. You know, 21C, I'm sure, will have some business being a smaller hotel. They may even be booked solid because they're smaller. So there will be some hotels will definitely benefit from this as much as anyone else at hotels and restaurants, but it's going to be a, it's going to be a short term thing. It's going to be a small window. So. Um, yeah. 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 I wonder if some of the boards will come down, you know, a lot of the buildings are boarded up after the protest. Yeah, Omni said they'll take their boards down the week that they open. That's when they, yeah. they plan and to take probably, down. So. Probably put them back up after, after the. Potentially, I don't over. know. Um, and, uh, and then probably some of the restaurants will see do the same thing. So that'll be something to watch. Um, you know, some of the, the boards like on our building, I know four street live, uh, we're, we're at mining or tower and they had painted some of the boards, at least, you know, try and make them look a little nicer. Mm-hmm. Um, but, uh, but I don't, I, you know, I hadn't been downtown as much since, uh, since COVID. So the last couple of times I was down there. Um, seemed like there was at least an attempt to spruce up a little bit. Um, so anyway, I think that's it. Unless there's anything else anyone wants to add on Derby and hotels. No, I think we, I mean, we pretty much solved all the world's problems today. I think so. so. Like we pretty much, I don't have Derby. Yeah. Influencers with to advertise hotels. Yeah. Uh, right. Oh yeah. Don't have Derby with fans. Have Derby, yeah. Um. So anyway, yeah. Um. I guess we'll wrap it up there. Uh, that's probably about all you can take this week. Um. Before we sign off, we'll let uh, we'll we'll all share our social media handles. And Brooke, I'll start with you on this one. So you can find me on Twitter at at bfluebrook. I I don't spend a lot of time there, but uh. I, I definitely check my messages and, and stuff like that on Twitter. Um, and where I'm most active is on Instagram. And that's, uh, you can find me at at btimmons26. Um, and what happy to, for you to follow me. So yeah. there you go. All right. How about you, Marty? I am at Marty on Twitter. That's where I'm most active. I'm also uh, on LinkedIn under my name. So uh, if you have any news tips, I say this every week, but you can hit me up on LinkedIn or Twitter. I get them from both social media networks. So, or if you yeah. just have a question, we about love those news tips. By the way, I just got a question <laughs> about Top Golf that I'm working on getting an answer to for a Twitter user. So, uh, if you have a question, yeah. I may not be oh, able man, to answer. Can you tell us anything? Can you tell us anything about Top Golf? Don't know it. Don't know anything yet. It's been really been quiet since about uh, January or February. So, yeah. yeah, don't really know. I'm still looking into it. So, all right, well. Keep your eyes Man, peeled for that. 2019 yeah. problems, y'all. Like, yeah, I forgot all about those. Bitch about Top Golf all the time. That was all <laughs> Why can't we get Top Golf? <laughs> <laughs> so you can find me with all those uh, hardcore opinions on uh, Twitter at BFLouDavid. And you can, I'm also on Instagram at DMan3001. Um, I hadn't posted there in a couple weeks, so I better get on that. I know um, we need a new cat photo. Come on, I David. know it's been weeks since I've taken a selfie or posted a picture of my cat or selfie with my cat. So those are pretty much <laughs> my only three. Uh, <laughs> um, let's see. If you like what you hear, that's weird. But you can find us on popular <laughs> podcast services such as Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, and Radio Public. Uh, 
you love to have reviews, feel free to leave us one on any of those services. Uh, that's all we have for you this week. Thank you very much, Brooke and Marty, and thank you guys for listening at home, and we'll see you next time. Bye. Bye.